A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participation restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome back to Talk of the Tune, a Newcastle United podcast. My name is Will and as usual I'm joined by my good pals and co-hosts Hodge and Grey. How are you lads? Oi oi. Oh, wow. You can tell it's nine o'clock in the morning on a Sunday, can't you? <laughs> I'm only halfway through my coffee. <laughs> yeah, we probably should have waited until Grey had finished his coffee. Leads me nicely on to my question though. Hodgey, tea or coffee? Uh, tea but not really either, to be honest. Oh, okay. Not a big drinker of hot drinks. I always find that a bit weird, you know. Why? Just is weird. Oh. Everyone likes hot drinks, especially when you're from the UK. Hodge, how do you have your tea? Black one sugar. I mean, I'd prefer a hot chocolate to either of those, but I do like matcha tea, so I'll go with tea. Okay. Out of your question. So you prefer hot chocolate, so, so you're actually a 14-year-old. Okay, fine. Yeah. Uh, great. I think I already, <laughs> already, already probably know the answer to yours. Tea or coffee? Uh, it's gonna be coffee. Yeah, coffee, isn't it? Coffee. I'd like I'd like to see what Will's answer is here, since he did work for a tea company for a, a couple of years. A couple of years. I think I worked in tea for about five years, all in all. Uh, yeah, mine's mine's tea, and you can't you, <laughs> you can't get it more traditional. I just like it with milk, little bit of milk. <laughs> <laughs> because I'm down in London now, everyone has them with like oat milk. I just can't get my head around it. I don't think I'd ever be allowed back in Newcastle if I had my tea with an oh. oat milk. Oat milk's, great, oat milk's great in coffee, good in that. But I think, uh, Will, don't you have a timer for your tea bags? I think everyone should know that you have to set a little timer. <laughs> you fucking dick. Uh, yes, that's for two reasons. Uh, first of all, you should the minimum amount of time you should let your tea brew is three minutes. And the second reason is I have a shocking memory. So I'll quite, <laughs> I'll quite often make a cup of tea and leave it on the counter for about 35 minutes and then go, oh, shit! <laughs> Take the tea bag out, massively stewed, and put it in the microwave. So, yeah, I'm, I'm really uh, – it's all good having all these rules, but then I just go and uh, I go and ruin them all. Is there a maximum time it's – that you that you've got to like have it for like you can't oh it can't be over five minutes but it's between three and five uh, or... yeah you've nailed it there yeah it shouldn't be over five minutes really so, oh is uh, it yeah that's oh, class thanks for asking Hodge, yeah. good guess uh, <laughs> <laughs> anyway I'm not that boring yeah let's talk about the exciting stuff we're recording or we're coming to you straight after Newcastle's three three draw against Brentford the mighty Brentford that slapped us around in the FA Cup or Carabao Cup I can't remember not that long ago but we're coming to you straight after that uh, after that result it's been a funny one there's obviously been so much excitement in the build-up to Eddie Howe's uh, first game. Lots of joyous Newcastle fans, including myself, and I think including you two as well, like very happy with the appointment. In mm-hmm. our last episode, we'd kind of ummed and awed and we'd said, you know, would we, would we have preferred Emery or Howe? And I think listening back to it now, I'm just like, I've got so excited about the Eddie Howe appointment. I, I, I need to wash my mouth out with soap. Like, 
just watching like his training videos, the impact he's had, like the feeling he's brought to the club. Mind you, probably any manager would have done that after the in the wake of Stevie <laughs> Bruce. <laughs> but I'm I'm so happy to have Eddie Howe in. Yeah, I'd like to re- retract my previous statement. Like, but yes, yeah, so he's obviously come in, and there's been all these videos of him leading training, and it's looked brilliant. And you know, he's bringing an attacking style of football. And without getting onto it too soon, I think we saw a bit of that yesterday. But unfortunately. He's bloody gone and contracted coronavirus. So he's isolating for, what? what is it, 10 days. So he's missed the Brentford yeah. game and he's missing the Arsenal game. And his new number two, Jason Tindall, is uh, is standing in for him on the touchline. Probably the most Newcastle United thing you could ever do. Build it up so much. War flags were there yesterday with, a, what was it, Eddie Howe's black and white army. But there was no Eddie Howe. So I think he was calling the players in the morning by FaceTime and telling them exactly what he wanted them to do, etc., etc. But he unfortunately wasn't actually there on the day. But that's mm-hmm. all right. So we'll get into the result in a bit. Hodgy, I know you were at the match, yep. which I'm very jealous of, watching it on the television from home. But what was the atmosphere like? Honestly, really, really good. Everyone was massively up for it. And the kind of best thing about the game was we didn't really get on the players' backs, even though we went down. Uh, we went 2-1 and then and then obviously 3-2 down. Everyone had a feeling that we're still in this. Like, we've we've got a real good chance here. Like there was, there was no kind of moaning like, Oh, fuck's sake. Like there was just a people getting behind the players again and trying to jeer them up. It's, it's something that I haven't seen at St. James's in so fucking long. It, it did feel electric that day. And there was just some, like, honestly, just something in the air. I think the players really vibed off, off it as well. Shelby was a different person. Jolinton was a completely different player as well. Whatever's gone on, is being crazy. There's just a total different feel. It looks like in training, it looks like a different feel on the pitch and it was a totally different feel in the stadium as well. It was palpable through the television, like just mm. amazing. As I say, with war flags and the displays and everything that are back in the stadium now, it just it just transforms the place completely. I know uh, Monsieur Gray is sitting there with a smile like a fucking Cheshire cat because Joe Linton had probably his best game for Newcastle United yesterday. And I know you've got posters of Joe Linton up in your bedroom and you've got... <laughs> and everything but how how was it for you great to see him have such a good game for the team well I think it's been a long time coming I think you all know that I've been a, a bit of a fan of him I think he's always worked hard and he's always lacked that end product and I think I will openly said that and he needed to improve on that but by all accounts like really sort of Eddie Howe's statement he said that he's already found like 40 million pounds with a player in him and mm. I think Eddie Howe's the type of coach he needed someone who wants to play in that attacking like on the front foot, he wants to put pressure on the opposition. And we can see from Joe Linton's work where he's willing to press, he's willing to put the, the hard yards in in order to make a difference. And it's obviously coming to fruition and just so pleased for him to get a goal. And hopefully everyone can kind of now realise that he may still not be worth that 40 million, like only time will tell, but he's he is showing some value. For me, I think he's been our best player so far this year. And he's, he's certainly making up for... A very, very, very slow start in a black and white shirt. <laughs> Super slow. I definitely agree. He was, our, he was our best player by far yesterday, like head and shoulder above the rest. And it was interesting. I mean, my Portuguese isn't the best, but in his kind of post-match interview, I remember him thanking, he thanked God, first of all, then he thanked his parents, and then he thanked Alex Gray for uh, for his continued support. <laughs> 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 uh, but yeah, he was, he was absolutely fast, mind. I think one thing we need to talk about is Joe Linton's first touch. It's actually, when you watch him, it's unreal. Trapping the ball, taking it away from players. 
I don't know, we, we put him on the right-hand side, it seemed, yesterday, Hodge. was. That, I mean, ASM was on the left, Big Joe was on the right, where Stevie Bruce was usually playing him on the left so he could cut in and, and shoot, even though he, he never did from the left. Mm-hmm. It's amazing what you can do by, you know, switching, switching players around. I mean, I saw him have a shot for the first time outside the box. I was like, oh my God, you can tell Eddie Howe's been working on him because when mm. the fuck has he ever taken a shot apart from when he scored that wonder goal in the cup when we thrashed some lower league team like 5-0 or 6-0 or something. <laughs> but yeah, just a, a completely transformed man and he totally deserved his goal. In terms of the goal, so we obviously went we went 1-0 up through Jamal Lascelles from a corner from Matt Ritchie that was put on a plate, I would say, for him. Mm-hmm. They then equalised, I think it was just over a minute afterwards, just to totally pop the fucking balloon. Ivan Tony, mm-hmm. I've got a bug to bear with fucking Ivan Tony because he's there fucking kissing the badge <laughs> after he's scored and winding up yeah. all the fans and the Gallagher's. And then afterwards on Twitter, he's like, oh, you know, it's great to be back at Newcastle where it all started, you know, all the best for the season ahead. And I'm like, you're fucking kissing the badge in front of the Newcastle fans when you scored yesterday. And now you're trying to be all sanctimonious. Yep. You fucking prick. You're dead to us. You're dead to us. Mm. So I didn't rate that at all, as you can probably tell. Wow, you're going to didn't you? Oh, God, he's really got to me. I was, fu- I was fucking fuming. They then go 2-1 up. Can't yep. remember who the fuck it was through. Henry. Oh, Rico Henry. Yeah, Rico Henry. Yep. Then we equalise with Joe Linton. Big Joe. They then go 3-2 up through... Uh, on goal by Lascelles. Was it technically own goal, was it? Yeah. Well, Thomas Frank brings on this, I think it's on Yeaker lad. And within a minute, he's fucking fired a goal and Jamal sells. With, I don't think it's any fault of Jamal's at all. Like, it's just, no, no, no. just one of those no, things. No. He had to get his big fucking carcass in the way of it. And then, yeah, Ryan Fraser then comes on, impacts of drops a beautiful ball into the box, which ASM finishes really nicely. A very, very exciting game. I mean, people were probably too quick to make the link or draw similarities between the entertainers. I don't think we're quite there when we're getting a 3-3 fucking draw against Brentford, but (laughs) it just seemed to be attack, attack, attack. No defence whatsoever. Good to see Fabian Scher back in the team, but I feel this could be the last game for a while for our mate Carl Darlow. What do you reckon, Hodge? Yeah, I mean, their first goal, it's kind of a hard one because Tony's got it on about eight yards outside of the goal and he's just he's just rattled it as hard as he can. But it's quite close to his body and he does get, I think, a hand or some sort of body part to it and it glances past and goes in. Throughout the whole game, it seemed like his communication was pretty poor. Before their goal in the second half, that led to them going 3-2 up. The ball comes through and Darlow rushes out to get it, smothers it kind of well after a little bit of confusion of who was actually going to go for it or left back or him. But then he smothers it and then stands up and then goes to shout at one of our players. But the ball's still in play about 10 yards away from him, which they then pick up, uh, they then pick up and then play about and then score so I would definitely say he's definitely part of the problem for that last goal as well because nothing was ever kind of fixed at the back in that point like we didn't receive the ball and try and play it out and then it got returned it was it was kind of from him mm-hmm. so I, d- I definitely think it's going to be night night for him in terms of first team appearances now yeah which is a shame like because he's he's a very good servant to the club he's a good goalie on his day but he's he's not someone as you say i think you've touched on it perfectly there Hodge, like command that back four or five or whatever we're playing yeah there's it's definitely a link there though because it's not it's not necessarily a back four or, or if we play a back five it's a back six they keep areas part of that yeah 
He's got to be part of that in communication. What Dubravka does really well, obviously, is a good shot stopper, but he is vocal. He's loud. Shouting all the time. You yeah. can actually see him like pointing and telling people to do stuff, where I think Dolo just lacks a little bit in that. Well, obviously, it seems like we're maybe easing Dubravka back. He played his first, I think, 90 minutes for Slovakia last week or something, but he, by all intents and purposes, he seems fit and ready to go. Uh, so mm. I think we'll we'll probably be seeing him back in the team against mm. our next opponents, Arsenal. Can't really jump on Darlow's back too much. He was definitely at fault for the first goal, like definitely yep, at fault. You, you can't, you have to be saving that. That's down to goalkeeper error. I feel like you can jump on his back. I think it's been coming for a while, and we talk about his lack of communication, and he's he hasn't been good enough there. There is a case in the last game he played where Lascelles was in acres of space on the edge oh, of the yeah. box. Mm, yeah, he just heads it straight back to their fucking player. Yeah, in our own half, they receive the ball again from themselves, heading the ball. Yet Darlo should have been screaming if he lets it bounce, he can catch yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, that didn't seem to happen. So it's he's a good goalkeeper, good shot stopper, but he's seriously suspect in other areas. And for me, if a goalkeeper is fit enough to play ninety minutes of international football midweek, he's fit enough to play a Premier League match on a Saturday. So. And we need our Jeez. best players on the pitch at the minute. Yes, it's true. Wouldn't want Grace be my manager like. He'd be a I think he'd be getting hairdryer what is it, the hairdryer treatment. He's reminiscent of a, a young Sir Alex Ferguson, I think. Alex Grace. <laughs> <laughs> Trust me, the team I played in yesterday, they almost got the hairdryer treatment at full time because I was oh, so wow. <laughs> You're like fucking Jekyll and Hyde, like Grace. <laughs> Probably one of the most placid, laid-back people you'll meet until you get him in a sporting arena and then a fucking, what is it, a switch just flips and he's like <laughs> a, a demon. felt like Matt Ritchie yesterday just yelling at everyone because they weren't, <laughs> they weren't giving their all and I was just like, oh dear, I'm an absolute hell in that. <laughs> <laughs> On that though, just quickly, Hodge, I know we were saying, uh, or someone was saying that uh, Ritchie was getting a lot of flack yesterday, but I, I thought Ritchie had a good game. His, uh, his delivery into the box was was like first class. I mean, the defending part, not so much, but he'd be the first one to admit he's not a fucking left back. He's just been mm. crowbarred into that position. From what we'd expect from Matt Ritchie, I mean, he gets an assist for the corner with a great delivery. The rest of his corner deliveries were very, very good. Playing early crosses into the box of a high standard, I, I thought it was maybe a bit unfair for him to take any flack. What do you reckon? It's quite funny because when you rate or give him a rating at the end of the game. You should have two categories. You should have attacking and defence, <laughs> and not a kind of as a as a solid one category. I think there's, I think it was like NEOC page or something that put on like what they thought everyone had, and they give him a seven and a half. And I was a bit like, well, how does it warrant a seven and a half? Is it because he was really, really good going forward? Or was, are, you, are you lacking because he was bad at the back? But then at the same time, if you were making a joint decision between both, it wasn't a nine going forward. So it's very strange, but I thought I thought he did play well. Like you say, he's not he's not a left back, he's not a defensive minded player. So you, do you do you avoid that and just say, oh, he did really well, and just brush over it, or look at his whole performance? I think there's there's a couple of people in there as well. Willick, I think, was the same, kind of okay, good defense and moving forward, he was just very kind of wishy washy. But apart from that, I think everyone else had, a, had an absolute class game, like, to be fair. Yeah, I was going to say about Willock, it just seemed like everything was starting or at least going through him. He got his foot on the ball a lot, but yeah, I wonder whether he's been told to kind of reserve himself a little bit. I don't think mm. that's probably down to Willock and his desire to get forward. I think that's probably to fit the system or yeah. at least to fit that position. You probably see him more naturally as like a centre attacking midfielder, but I think he's played as a an old-fashioned centre mid yesterday alongside John Joe. And as you say, John Joe was, John Joe was excellent yesterday. He was like a, a man reborn. I was like, who's put fucking 50p in, in John Joe today? It was, it was mad. Uh, but just, he was possessed. 
Honestly, he was everywhere, pressing the ball. Absolutely everywhere. His passing was excellent. Well, I mean, his passing, we know what kind of potentially has on the passing front, but it's more so he's been very, very lazy this season, which he just wasn't mm-hmm. yesterday. He was well up for it. He was getting in, getting in people's faces, winning the ball back, making tackles. You're like, who's this kid? Hodge and I were talking about him yesterday after the match, and uh, from what I heard, it's almost re- reminiscent of when he came back from COVID and he came back the fittest player in the club. fit, yeah. You can't help but feel like, the two weeks Eddie Howe has been working with the team, the first week apparently was very much spent on all right, how fit are these lads, how can we get an extra 2-3% out of them. For someone like John Joe, he, he almost needs that extra level of fitness in order to play that playmaker role, that quarterback role, just so he's got that composure under fatigue, which I think he's probably been lacking so far this season because he's just made yeah. some silly decisions. But then it goes for the rest of the team, we made some questionable decisions. So whether that week focusing on fitness has really helped them and really helped bring out that confidence to say, okay, we can handle this pressure and the fatigue. He's definitely one of those players that vibes off a decent manager or a manager that knows what he's doing. Uh-huh. Not to not to bring back the guy who should not be named, but Bruce obviously had no had no desire to drive and make his players perform better, whereas Howe has that and he will like drag these kind of players up and force them to, to look inside themselves and go, actually, I want to play good. I want to be a fan favourite, you know what I mean? So yeah. I think he's just got a good drive. Apparently, what he does in the, or what he has done in the past and I listened to um, uh, another Newcastle podcast the other day. You fucking was. Just, I was <laughs> and they were discussing about, uh, there was a guy on there who, who works for Bournemouth talking about Eddie Howe and he said he doesn't take a day off work. He's always looking at something or planning something or he's doing like fucking 14 and, hour days or something man he's not yeah leaving the and like bruce who swans off to fucking spain to go and play golf midweek you know what i mean like so it's, it's someone that we've wanted for a while and glad we've actually got the opportunity to to see what how could potentially do with some half decent players to be fair that when they show yeah. up on their day they can be class i think what how did really cleverly as well was it's no coincidence that the two players he called out in his pre-match interviewers pretty much uh, press conference as being really really good were really really good he called joe linton out and said you know had all these positive things to say about him and he called john joe out and said you know john joe is going to be key to the team lo and behold the two players the two standout players on the day were joe linton and john joe and you just never got that from stevie bruce either did he he was never saying you know yeah. um you know he's my star man like i really expect him to do well and you know this is all we need to do and just being a bit more forthright and open about it I don't mm. think that's any big coincidence, like, but um, yeah, it's just good management, just good player management. It's always like football manager or FIFA when you used to be able to give you pre-match conferences, and you're, if you mention if you mention players, you're you always got that yeah. that extra uh, that extra five percent out. Of it. Yeah. I was just wondering when uh, when you were talking there, do you think having a manager who's renowned for playing attacking football and good football gives players that extra drive because they know what to expect, they know that actually. We, we, we know we're going to be playing an attacking brand of football. We're not going to be camped in our own half like we have been for the last five years. And actually that gives them that extra buzz to give that extra 10% to you to be a bit more flamboyant. I think it's a bit more of that intrinsic kind of kid thing. We all started playing football as a kid because it was fun and you like to attack and you like to score goals. No one likes to go, oh yeah, I really enjoy just playing 10 men behind the ball and just like trying to keep it out of our half. No one does that. So obviously, like bringing it, if he comes in and goes, look, lads, we're going to play more attacking, maybe be more expansive. We're going to have more of the ball. Anyone with me? Everyone's going to go, fucking right, Teddy. I'll, <laughs> I'll join your fucking band. You know what I mean? Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bolin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bolinbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participate in restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. I'll just say as well, for the first time in a very long time, I'm actually quite pleased looking at the, the stats of the game. I mean, based on our XG, we should have run away with that game. I think they were just quite clinical with their, their finishing. The XG obviously being expected goals, but 23 shots were had yesterday, nine of them on target. We had 53% possession yesterday, which is just <laughs> absolutely unheard of for us. I mean, that's about a what a 20 or 25% improvement on our previous games. Just mm. unreal, like playing on the front foot. That's all it is. We had eight corners, for fuck's sake. What has Eddie done in that two weeks to change things so drastically? Obviously, the result, you know, you would have preferred a win. And based on what we were doing, I was thinking, here we go. This is going to be a dream start. A bit disappointed to come away with the draw, but very, very, very promising. It's just a shame that we've got someone like Arsenal next. You would have wanted someone like Norwich to try and build a bit of momentum. But who knows with Arsenal at the minute, you, they can go one of two fucking ways. Yeah, very, very happy with, with the football that we played. Good to see some old faces back in, in Fabian Cher and, you know, it's just what do we need to do for, for the next game to, like, what's the final piece of the puzzle there? Like, but what I also saw that presumably Eddie Howe was, you know, sending in his instructions, but he brought Longstaff on towards the end of the game mm-hmm. and we switched to a 4-4-2 mm-hmm. or 4-4-1-1. I can't remember, but it was a back four and then a midfield four. I think he took one of the centre-halves off and brought on Longstaff, which again is something we've just not seen. Like any formational change or tactical approach change, it was literally man for man with Stevie Bruce just to get some fresh mm-hmm. legs on and it was always too late but about 70 minutes he changes the formation because he's going for the win or something's not mm-hmm. working which was again refreshing to see just can't speak highly enough yeah the only letdown was that ball getting played for the Joe Linton and he just hasn't hit it first time oh, in the in the form and confidence that he was in in the game he hits that first time I would probably back it to be to be a goal but he's tried to cut inside I didn't quite see what happened. I don't know if he just fell over to the show replay. Tripped. Yeah, he just tripped. Right, okay, he just tripped over because he tried to cut inside and hit it with his left But There was no one in between him and the goalkeeper and he was on a decent a decent angle where the, co- the goalkeeper was pretty much centre of his goal. Yeah. He didn't even need to blast it. He could have just literally placed for a corner and, and it would have been a winner and he would have been there would have been a statue outside of fucking Jolin yeah. <laughs> after, after doing that and he would have had a solid 10, 10 out of 10 rating yeah it's a weird but, one because oh well. because as you say confidence breeds confidence like you, you back him there just to go right fuck it here you go if it falls to anyone else Wilson or, but although Wilson had another good chance it was on his left foot which he didn't take I just mm-hmm, don't think yeah. he's really got a left foot unfortunately but mm-hmm. yeah there were, there were definite chances there to, to win it which is a shame, but unfortunately we now find ourselves rock bottom of the Premier League table. 12 games, zero wins, six draws and six losses with a goal difference of minus 12. Mm. Norwich obviously brought in Dean Smith and recorded their second win of the season yesterday. That puts them, that gives them two wins in a fucking row now. You know, they're, they're off the bottom of the table. Momentum's going in the right direction for them. Are we becoming increasingly worried? I mean, you've got people like Watford who thumped Man United 4-1 yesterday. Aston Villa won. Are we becoming increasingly worried? 
about the threat of relegation. The next three weeks are going to make or break our season, I think. But I kind of, I do feel it's a little bit too early to be too worried about it. It's got to be there in the back of our minds. But we, there are teams who are struggling, and who teams like Brentford, who started off on an absolute flyer, but are now dropping down the table quite quickly. We've got teams just outside the relegation zone in Leeds who aren't doing that well. So they're within almost within touching distance, within two wins. We need two wins in order to catch up with them. Obviously, as long as they don't gain any more points. Once you start winning a game, it should hopefully bring that, that next level of confidence. Once we start winning again. <laughs> Love, nice, that. Love that. And, and like you said, it's a sh- it is a shame that we're playing Arsenal next week who are in some good form, obviously, well, after getting beaten yesterday. Thumped uh, 4-0 by (laughs) Liverpool, yeah. Which, again, is probably coming at a really bad time because they're going to want to react to that, aren't they? And, of course, it's got to be against us. So let's see what the next three weeks, well, yeah, how the next three weeks play out and uh, then we can start to to worry. Yeah, Uh, great. I don't know if you had your uh, quiz ready. It's been a while since we've done a quiz, but I think this is now the return and Hodge will be very happy about this. The return oh, yeah. of Grey's Greatest. Play the jingle. Grey's. Oh, right. We're back. Grey, over to you. Right. Just in case you don't know the rules, I'm going to read out. Do you even remember the rules? I- I'm struggling, but I have to remind myself. So, <laughs> so I've got five. Five statements about a Newcastle legend, and you've got to guess who they are. The earlier you guess, the more points you get. So Will and Hodgie are going to text me their answers. Remember, not to the group, lads. <laughs> One of you, anyway, is very good at texting it to the group. But uh, oh, you've, uh, you've definitely hung on to that, haven't you? Oh, yeah, I always will. Yeah, And you're missing him five aside. <laughs> but, you're out. But, but we're not going on about that. Uh, hitting the post and we are now in an open goal. <laughs> but yeah, so, oh, so, so they're the rules. I think it might be a tricky one until clue number four. But oh, okay. we'll, we'll see. Right. We'll see. see so I was born in Seaham, County Durham. Seaham? Uh, I mean, I to be a legend. I don't think it is this person, but. Mm. Nope. <laughs> Uh, I don't know any footballers born in Seam, so go to the next question. <laughs> next, <laughs> next statement. <laughs> so Will put Bobby Robson. He was born in County Durham, but not he's done Robson yeah. before. Yeah, I know, but I was, you know, this is great we're talking about, so. Oh, man, I'm not that bad. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> My memory's not as bad as yours. <laughs> oh, fuck, yeah, get me. Okay, fine. Uh, clue number two. I made 157 appearances for the club. 157. I'm going for one here, um, but I'm not convinced. It is 157 him. appearances. That's a decent amount, that like. He's a legend, isn't he? Well, depends on your definition of legend, doesn't it? Right. Don't think it is him, but I've got nothing else. No, it's not. Fucking hell. <laughs> Uh, oh, that's no. difficult. <clears throat> Hodgie's gone for Brian Robson. I'm just picking out names that are like fucking older and that have had loads of appearances of football. I don't fucking know. Yeah, Will's gone for Robbie Elliott. It's, it's not Robbie Elliott. Although, I thought it was a decent show, it, though. It is. He, I'll, I'll give you an additional clue. He was at the club at the same time as Robbie Elliott. Anyway, 
I retired from football while at Newcastle, but came out of retirement and joined Hull City. I think Will sounds confident on this one. Uh, oh, I did until you said that. Oh, hodgie has got it. Yeah, get it, lad. Oh God, <sighs> yeah, Hull the City. Whole one. Mm, that's where came I got out it. of retirement to join Hull City. I had one in my head straight away, but do you want me to move on? No. Oh, I know who it is, man. There's a lot of clicking going on in the background. Though. Yes, we'll be well, yeah, because I know it. Is that just fucking delete my first answer? <laughs> <laughs> or is it? No, watch. Oh, I'm going to get it wrong now, aren't I? Ah, uh, you've got it. Oh, man. Google's good. For I know. Me. Shut the fuck up, man. Google's played a blinder there. <laughs> yeah, isn't it? Just... You lot need to put some respect You're going to have to edit out them clicks, Will. <laughs> oh, I bet he does. I bet he does. <laughs> wasn't even fucking clicking, man. Right. <laughs> Anyway, well, well, well done, lads. For, for the listeners, I'll go on to read the last Finish two clues. clues. I made my 50th appearance in my 16th year at the club, which is incredible, really, isn't it? That's quite depressing, <laughs> isn't it? That's quite depressing. That we've had it nailed on. And finally, I'm the club's longest-serving player after 20 years yeah, at the club. He's a legend as well. He is. And to very... I think had he been at any other club, he would have gone on to represent England several times because he probably was the best goalkeeper in the country at the time. But unfortunately, he was benched behind. Well, he was he was the second best after after Shea Given, obviously. I think he meant national team because Given's Irish. Oh, yeah. well, you should have made that clear, shouldn't you? <laughs> <laughs> so I was going to mention who it was, but does one of you two want to? Is it Stephen it's Harper? Stevie Harper, it's mate. Steve Harper. He's head of our youth development now, isn't he? Or he's got some... the first team coach, yeah, first isn't team he? Coach. I don't think he's first team coach. He was, that would mean he's managing the senior players. He was under uh, Bruce, but he's still at the club. I don't know if his, uh, his job title's changed again. Not a lot's been said since uh, Eddie House brought his backroom staff in, apart from that Graham Jones is still... Let's have a quick uh, look at Stevie Harper. I'm just looking. He's only ever played for one team that's outside the northeast. <laughs> so oh. he's been at Newcastle United, Bradford, Gateshead. Oh no, Stockport County. Sorry, that's uh, Manchester. Yeah, Huddersfield, Hartlepool, Huddersfield, Brighton, Brighton. Quite far away. <laughs> it's the only the south is south. He's gone. Brighton is class. Just as well you yeah. weren't doing the fact there. Brighton's <laughs> quite a long way south. Hodge. It's pretty much as far south as you get. Yeah, <laughs> it's just yeah, outside the northeast. Brighton. Yeah, I know, but I'm saying <laughs> I, I didn't. I'd, I glanced past Stockport. That's not bad. Stop part. Uh, yeah, well, Stevie Harper is uh, is a legend. Talking to Steves, that leads us quite nicely on. Well, sorry, first of all, thanks for that, Craig. Well done. Yeah, good good one. Then. Talking to Steves, we've now got rid of both the Steves. Steve Agnew all and Steve Steves. Clements just <laughs> waving, bye-bye, Steve. See you later. Uh, and we've also, the jewel in the crown, now managed to get rid of Lee Charnley. Lee Charnley is no more. So I think we've well and truly, yeah, well and truly swept everyone out of out of the doorway. We said to say Lee Charnley's career in football is also gone. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Do you have any references? <laughs> uh... <laughs> Unless he uh, buys another club, and then obviously he's going to get dragged into there, isn't he? If uh, Ashley buys somebody, that's true. Actually, yeah. Is only ever going to be <laughs> Mike Ashley that brings him in anywhere? He'll probably get some higher position at fucking Sports Direct now. Probably. I think that's fully out with the old now. Everyone's gone. Stevie Bruce is enjoying his fucking eight million quid somewhere. Good riddance. He seems to buy it the Cricket World Cup, wasn't he? Bloody Aussies won it in the end, didn't they? After we slapped the Aussies and then got beaten by the Kiwis. Anyway, it's not a cricket podcast. Wait, should we do a spin-off? Nope. Yeah, okay, cool. Do you like the pun? <laughs> do you like the pun, though? A spin-off? There's no way we can compete with Tailenders. End of. Hey, no, no, no. Did you hear my joke? Yeah, but we're, just, we're, we're just glancing over it. I think Hodgie, Hodgie, <laughs> what are you saying about liking it there? Oh, I kind of liked it, yeah. Thanks. Thanks very much. 
Nice little segue. Yeah, thanks. Uh, anyway, moving <laughs> on. So next match, I think we've touched on it a couple of times. Arsenal, we will be playing away. Never a good day out for us, is it? Arsenal away. Yeah. No, we never, ever, ever have fun at the Emirates. It's a bit annoying that we're taking them on. And if what was, what was the stat that you said, yeah, they, they agree about them being top of the league since? Yeah, if you take out yeah. the first three weeks of the league... Arsenal would be sitting top of the league. <laughs> that makes the long trip to the Emirates even more uh, exciting, doesn't it? Take out yesterday as well, because they're dreadful yesterday, weren't they? It's basically take out all their their losses. Well, their their losses. Losses. <laughs> it's, it's funny that if you do that with yeah. a, if you do that with us, oh no, wait. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say if we do it with us, we've only got a point. <laughs> We're still bottom of the table, yeah. Uh, anyway, yes, yeah, so we're playing Arsenal away. So it's a lunchtime kickoff, half 12 on Saradier, the 27th of November. What do we think needs to change, if anything, personnel, formation-wise, ahead of the Arsenal game for us to hopefully stand a chance at coming away with some form of result or points? Um, and we'll go to Hodgie. As long as any of the players have still got gas in the tank, I think keep the... 10 outfield players and change Darlow for Dubravka. And I think that's probably as best as we can do right now. They all played really well and I think they all merited keeping their positions. Um, so I wouldn't really be changing much, to be fair. Even Jacob you? Murphy? Uh thought he played okay, to be fair. Uh, it wasn't too bad, but I mean, you could sub Mankio in there. I wouldn't be too against that because I'm, I'm a fan of Mankio. But I think on the last performance, I think they all probably deserve uh, another crack at the whip. Okay, fair enough. Gray, what do you reckon? Yeah, I think I agree with Hodge, I think. Dubravka needs to be brought back. I think I made that quite clear earlier. It depends really what we want. If we want to almost play that counter-attacking football again, which I know we all love and hate. Yeah, I think Murphy offers that pace. And he also, he does have a decent end product. Uh, he can cross the ball. He's got a decent free kick on him. But Mankio will bring in that solidity. And he's got himself a goal this season as well. Yeah, yeah. So actually, to say that, yeah, he obviously does offer something going forward. It is a tough call. And yeah, maybe, maybe Mankio just for that solidity in defence where... We're lacking with both Richie and Murphy when they both play. But mm. Murphy's reminiscent of Yedlin a little bit, isn't he? He's got the pace to try and get him out of trouble in the defensive situations. But It's all he's fucking got, though. I mean, he can't dribble. He couldn't dribble his way out of a fucking paper bag, which frustrates me about Murphy. But... And his decision-making is woeful at times. Oh, well, yeah, let's not talk about that fucking chance when he was in one-on-one with a keeper and he tried to chip him. <laughs> Ugh, why a right-back was there anyway, I don't know. But yeah, I think for me, Kieran Clark has been quite poor the last couple of games obviously at fault for the Brighton penalty and then wasn't convincing yesterday on that left hand side so I'd probably look to maybe bring Fetty back if he's fit he seems to be a bit of a missing man at the minute Fetty Fernandez. I think a, a back three if that's what we go with of Cher, Lascelles and Fernandez, probably our strongest lineup. Is that attacking threat going to be so Matt Ritchie's attacking threat is that going to be important against Arsenal or do you rather give Jamal Lewis a crack at the whip a more traditional left back and then yeah for me, Mankio comes in for Murphy just to bring that experience and that defending edge as opposed to going forward. Because obviously you want to hit them on the counter, but yeah, it's Arsenal at the end of the day who are always looking to pick you apart. So that's uh, mm. yeah, that's probably where, where my head's at. In terms of the result, this is going to be fun, isn't it? What do we... Uh, <laughs> What, how do we think it's going to go for the mighty tune for Eddie Howe's black and white army? What, what do you reckon, Hodge? Honestly, I don't know. I'm feeling way more optimistic, though. I still think they're going to pip us and I'll probably go 2-1 Arsenal. Okay. Because we don't we don't like going there, do we? We don't like going to London to play Arsenal. No, we always we don't lose like there. It. It's always shit. I always hate it. Grey? Yeah, I think it's going to be a tough one. But I think we might surprise surprise Arsenal a little bit with the way, the way we're going to play. Quietly optimistic, but not optimistic. 
enough to give us three points. We fucking do this every time. The three of us do this every time. We're sitting I like, here. I like how we're saying we're being optimistic, but we're the only team in the EFL not to have a win this season. <laughs> <laughs> it's coming, lads. It's coming. We've got to have it. I very much doubt it's coming against Arsenal, though. I hope it's like a bus and we get like 10 come along at once in terms of wins. <laughs> well, yeah, we kind of fucking need it, don't we? <laughs> we? We did it at the end of last year, didn't we? So, um, yeah, let's not leave it that late oh, again. Yeah, please, please don't. I think it's going to be 2 2. I think it's going to be another, another nail, another nail biter. Really, for the eyes in the last minute or something like that. It's going to be, it's going to be down to the wire. I think uh, it's going to be a Joel and Hattrick. Uh, we're, <laughs> we're still going to lose 4-3 now I reckon it'll be uh, I always say I've got to be the positive one but does my blind positivity and, and faith overcome my footballing head I want to say 2-0 to Arsenal but I'm actually going to go 1-0 to Newcastle like it Oof. so covered both those bases there um, <laughs> let's hope the what is it heart what is it we'll go with heart overhead I don't know some shit right well I think that's uh, really randomly and weirdly brings us to an end this week let's do all the blurb and stuff I had a quick google search this week as we know and we're we're now the ninth <laughs> the ninth most popular Newcastle United podcast on google you've done a lot of googling this week haven't you <laughs> you should know never ever ever to question my footballing knowledge <laughs> have fucking day <laughs> yeah big fan of google me uh let's not go through my search history but yes we're now the uh, apparently the ninth most popular or when you search for newcastle united podcast on google with the ninth ninth search result which just shows you know hard work really pays off lads uh-huh. Uh, we had really great reception to our latest episode, so our last episode. So thank you to everyone that has listened. That is absolutely brilliant. Yeah, uh, you can find our podcast on most reputable podcasting platforms, whether that be Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Acast, all of them really. You can find us on there. We'd really appreciate it if you could give us a follow on Spotify and on Apple Podcasts. And if you're feeling generous, maybe give us or drop us a five-star review. That'll be brilliant. You can find us on Twitter at TOTT Podcast. You can find us on Facebook by searching for Talk of the Tune Podcast. And Hodgson, you can find us on Instagram at TOTT underscore podcast. Smooth as you fucking like. But yeah, that nicely rounds us up for this week. Uh, Thank you very, very much for listening, and we will see you in the next one. Bye. Adios. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping, and you steal a last nugget. Snatching all three points. Perfect. Automate delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ. The future isn't scary. Not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc.